Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. We're heartened by all the good being done in our communities by dedicated individuals and nonprofits. It does counteract the bad news that we get, knowing that so many are doing so much good. They sometimes don't get the recognition they deserve. You may want to help, but don't know where and how. Well, today we're opening the phone lines, email, and Twitter to give you the opportunity to spotlight a nonprofit or individual doing good in your community. It's our uh, periodic uh, nonprofit spotlight. Amy Anderson, Director of Outreach for Sunshine Terrace Foundation and Spiritual Counselor with Sunshine Hospice in Logan, is joining us uh, for the hour. Thanks for joining us again. You're so welcome. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. And we'll hear from representatives from other nonprofits throughout the hour, perhaps from you. We'd love to have you call or email us or uh, tweet at us uh, with uh, your favorite individual or nonprofit doing good in your community. Here's how you reach us upraccess at gmail.com. That's our email, upraccess at gmail.com, upraccess at gmail.com. You can tweet us at upraccess, and you can call us. Here's the toll-free number, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. And uh, we'll be hearing uh, during this hour from Mindy Dokos with the RSVP program. Uh, we'll also be hearing from uh, former Aggie basketball great Gary Wilkinson. Uh, he'll be talking about uh, a, a speech he's going to be t- uh, giving to the resiliency event for Cash Community Connections. That's later in the hour. And uh, like I say, we hope to hear from you with your favorite nonprofit or uh, individual uh, doing good. Yeah, in your community. So, Amy Anderson, uh, what's first up on your list? Oh, gosh. So, um, as you may know, we frequently offer courses in dementia dialogues at Sunshine Terrace. That's one of uh, my personal passions. Unfortunately, my mom passed away from Alzheimer's disease 11 years ago, so I'm really committed to making sure that families have the resources they need um, as they enter that really uh, perilous journey of caring for somebody. So just a reminder to people that we are starting that course back up again on Wednesday, October 30th. It will run through November 20th, and we hold that from 3.30 to 5 in the great room of Sunshine Terrace's main skilled nursing and rehab center. Um, So if people have um, interest in that and would like to learn more, they can give me a call at 435-535-5296. That's dementia dialogues. Dementia dialogues. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very helpful, especially if you have someone going through, going through that. It is, and yeah. it's you know we each week we focus on different aspects of the impact of of the disease. So we talk about the fact that dementia is actually a symptom; it is not a disease in and of itself. So we talk about the different diseases underlying it. We talk about the impact on communication. We talk about safe environments, how to make sure that your loved one is safe at home. Or if they're in a care facility, what are some of the things that you should look for? So it's really pretty comprehensive. It's also focused on allowing people to ask questions. It's not just um, Dennis Wildman and I standing up there lecturing at right, people. Right. Uh, but we give people the opportunity to ask questions and to bring their situations to the forefront so we can um, help them understand the best way to care. So Dementia Dialogues, tell us again. It starts October 30th. Uh, it's held on four Wednesdays from 3.30 to 5 in Sunshine Terrace's Great Room. Okay. Uh, we have a call. Um, this is uh, Peggy, I believe, uh, who has called us. Uh, thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Uh, so I understand you, um, you're talking about uh, an after-school backpack program. Yes. Uh, so tell yes. us a bit about this. Um, I actually started the program in 2010 um, when I was made aware that there was a need um, here. I had talked to my daughter a lot in Southern California. She had told me that kids were taking home ketchup packets from the lunchroom to make soup because they didn't have any food. And so we had talked about it a lot about what what we could do to help. And then I learned that we really had a problem here in Logan as well. We have eight, uh, three schools in the Logan District that have an 80% poverty level. And I was very concerned that um, the kids can't h- learn when they're hungry. Um, I worked in the school for several years, and they just they, they can't learn when they uh, don't have food in their bellies. And they don't deserve to have to worry about where their next meal is coming from. They are fed breakfast and lunch at the school, but when they go home or when the weekend comes and there's no food at home, 
they need help. Um, so we came up with a plan to, I started actually at Ellis School because that was a school that had a great need. And I, uh, my, do- my daughter donated backpacks. We like to put the food in backpacks so that it's uh, not, you know, it's not conspicuous that they're carrying home a bag of food. And um, I started putting food together, food items together, and um, I started at Ellis School with 20 backpacks that we sent home each week. My family and my neighbors started to contribute food and money every week. And after a few months, there was an article in the newspaper which helped us so much because donations then started to pour in. And we started doing more backpacks and more schools. And it has grown so much that it, um, you know, outgrew what I could do and, and my garage. And so I approached the Cash Community Food Pantry and they agreed to house the project there, and they have now taken over the project, and we currently send food to 12 schools and serve over 280 kids every week. Wow, that's pretty it amazing. It costs the pantry $12,000 a year to furnish this food, and currently we send um, two breakfasts and two lunch-slash-dinner uh, baggies with the kids, with each child each week. But if we don't get enough donations, we're going to have to cut that food in half. Mm, wow. So we would really like some support with the community yes. pantry. Boy, this, um, this sounds like it's very worthwhile. Just, it, it is. And, and there's a lot of kids um, in this area that need the help. I think sometimes people feel like, oh, not in Logan, Utah. I used to get that when I, would, when I was buying the food each week at the grocery store and I'd have all of these items, and uh, people would say, what are you doing? And I, you know, would explain, and they would say, oh, well, not Logan, we don't have a problem here. Yeah. But we really do. So how, how best for people to help who would really like to, wouldn't, wouldn't want the, the, the services cut back? How, how to help? I'm sorry, I didn't hear Oh, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, how, how best for people to help? Oh, okay. Just um, make donations um, to the food pantry, and you can earmark them for uh, the backpack program. And also Macy's in Providence sells prepackaged bags that they put up uh, themselves there, and they're $5 a bag, and they're just up by the checkout stands, and you can just purchase those, and they see that they get to the pantry. You don't have to take it home or anything. You just pay for it. And the and Macy's sees that it gets to the food pantry. All right. And those help a lot because when we get a several bags from there, we can we can almost do one or two schools with the bags that people have purchased at Macy's, and then it doesn't take from our other supply at the pantry. Well, wow, that's that's amazing. And and you you started this uh, just seeing a need. So good on you. Yeah, thanks, Peggy, for, well, thank for seeing the need in our community and and stepping up to, to do something. Like you said, a lot of us think, not in Logan, Utah, there can't be food insecurity. And, and thank you for recognizing that and establishing this great program. And, and to all the volunteers that have helped you along the years as well, oh, thank you so much. So many volunteers. We have so many wonderful volunteers that have been uh, with me since the beginning that have stayed with it and they're there every single week to pick up the food and deliver it and I really appreciate their help. Well, thank you so much for alerting the, us to this. is Peggy Reese with the Backpack Program, uh, now centered at the uh, Cash Food Pantry. So if you'd like to help out there, uh, contact the Food Pantry. You can earmark your donation to this uh, program. Thanks. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, next up, we have uh, Mindy Dokus uh, with the RSVP Program. Um, it sounds like Mindy is as uh, we've we've dropped her. So let's uh, have Mindy call back in. Uh, next up would be uh, Amy with uh, Common Ground. We have uh, do we have Amy? Yes, we're here. Uh, hi, hi, Amy. Hi. Um, so so tell us about uh, about Common Ground. So Common Ground, we're a nonprofit up here in Logan. Um, provide outdoor recreation for individuals. So we provide. Um, uh, you're, you're, uh, Amy. You're cutting out a little bit. Maybe you put the mouthpiece closer to your to your mouth. Maybe. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, Common Ground is a 
is a local nonprofit up in Logan, Utah. Um, we provide outdoor recreation for individuals with disabilities. Uh, for yeah, you cut out a little bit uh, again uh, there. Um, let, let's see. Could could we have you uh, maybe? Uh, is this better? Uh, much yeah, better. That's much better. Yes, that's much okay. better. Yes. All right. Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to do one too many things apparently today. <laughs> um, so we are a local nonprofit up here in Logan, Utah. Um, we provide outdoor recreation for individuals with disabilities through the northern um, Utah area and like uh, southern Idaho area. Oh, that that sounds wonderful. What kinds of activities do you provide? Um, so we are probably our most popular activity um, is our adaptive ski program that we have started. Um, we do that and partnered with uh, Beaver Mountain Ski Resort. Um, we provide all the adaptive skiing for them up there. Um, and then again, like we work with the wounded warriors and we take out the vets on different trips throughout the year where we take them camping and whitewater rafting. Um, we take them skiing. Um, we work with a variety of different groups um, in the valley, different agencies, different schools, um, just providing um, like adaptive skiing. I mean, sorry, adaptive cycling. Like we do that. That's pretty popular, especially with the elementary schools, where we go in and we ride bikes with like the life skills classes, um, and just take the kids out and teach them how to ride a bike, get them comfortable on a bike. Um, that's a big one as well. Um, Basically, anything in the outdoor rec business, we figure a way to make it happen for anyone who wants to get out. Well, I know we really appreciate um, at Sunshine Terrace, you come and um, take residents who otherwise wouldn't be able to get out and enjoy. I think that's one of the interesting things about Common Ground is many times people think about disabilities with with younger adults and children, but they don't recognize that individuals throughout their life spectrum, you provide um, the opportunity for them to continue to enjoy uh, life to its fullest. Exactly. And that's what our whole goal is, just just to help people find something that they're passionate about and they love and helping them achieve their goals. So tell us about your fundraiser next week. So on October 9th, we have our annual gala. This year it's called A River Runs Through It. Our annual gala helps us raise over a fourth of our programming cost, which is huge. Um, and then we have, it's at the Riverwoods Conference Center this year. The social hour will be from 6 to 7, and the dinner starts at 7 o'clock. We'll have a silent auction as well as a live auction and various different other ways for them to donate to help us raise money for our programming. Well, that sounds wonderful. Uh, so obviously participating in the fundraiser will help your organization. How else can people help? We run solely off of volunteers. So if you're looking for a way to volunteer for our program or you just want to get involved or curious about what we do, we love volunteers. So the easiest way to do that is go on our website at cgadventures.org, and there's a volunteer tab there, and you can fill out the paperwork and um, come in and see us at our office and get involved that way. That's what we need. Oh, that's wonderful. That's a wonderful program. Thanks so much for shining a spotlight on that. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, so, Amy, with Common Ground uh, Outdoor Adventures, uh, I think we now have uh, back with us uh, Mindy Dokas. Mindy, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry about the, the phone mix-up. I don't know. I'm not sure what happened, but but you sound good now. So, Mindy Dokas, yeah. you're, you're with the RSVP program. Tell us what that is. Yeah, so RSVP, it stands for Retired and Senior Volunteer Program. Um, and it's it's been in, in our community previously, a version of it, um, and it's actually a national program that that can be care um, it's unique to, to each community so so you can kind of customize it for for the needs of, of your community here um, that we there's two objectives really that we're focusing on um, with our volunteer work the first one is we we want um, volunteers who are 55 and older to provide respite visits for people in the community who provide care for older adults adults in their homes with needs like dementia or Parkinson's disease, um, these really difficult illnesses that, um, you know, they, it makes providing care, you know, if it's a spouse or, or a, uh, maybe an a adult child that's taking care of this, this person in their home, it's a big job. Um, and maybe some of the listeners are, are experiencing this right now. So the, like I said, this first objective, we want our volunteers to go in and 
basically give caregivers a break from their work that they're they're, they're doing, um, not necessarily to take over the the caregiving, but to just come in and and be with the person that the caregiver provides that care for, so the caregiver can go and and take a break, take a nap, <laughs> go grocery shopping, whatever it is that um, they they need to do, and have some some alone time. Um, because we know that caregivers are prone to depression, high levels of anxiety, burnout, um, and and that's that's a need in our community is to help these caregivers, help support them. So that's the first ob- objective. The second objective is is similar. We want um, to set up volunteers to provide companionship to other older adults in the community, um, and this can be someone. Uh, living in their home all alone, maybe doesn't have family nearby or that can um, be there for them as much as they'd like to. Uh, it could also be somebody living in a facility, a long-term care facility, anywhere that they call home. Um, because even in, we have some wonderful facilities in our area um, and they have wonderful staff and activities, programs and all these things, but it, that doesn't necessarily mean that residents always participate and always um, benefit from the the programming that's available to them. So, um, again, just just setting up these these volunteers, pairing them with these people, so that um, there's actually a mutual benefit and these um, really meaningful relationships are being built in our communities. Well, that sounds wonderful. Uh, how best to, for people to help? So, if if there's anyone out there that wants to volunteer or that um, would like to. Um, receive the visits themselves or, or for somebody that they know, they can get in touch with me. My number is 435-760-4472, and that's really the first step. Once once we get in touch, I'll, um, we'll, we'll meet up and, and start through the paperwork process. But yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, say that number again for us. It's 435-760-4472. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Minnie Dokas, with the RSVP program. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Uh, next up, uh, we have uh, several calls, uh, Amy, on, on the line. There's a lot of good being done in our communities. We, we're happy to throw a spotlight on, on these wonderful individuals and nonprofits. Uh, Kathy is next up with Lowe's and Fishes. Uh, Kathy, are you there? I am. How are you this morning, doing, Tom and do, Amy? Doing well. Uh, tell us about Lowe's and Fishes. The Loaves and Fishes Community Meal is an event that has been going on since 2010, and we provide a free community meal on the first and third Saturday of every month. And I know that if I'm on the radio, I shouldn't have it on. I know. Well, you can turn it on. That way you can... can you hear me? Yeah, we can. We got a, we yes, got a little background chatter there background going there, chatter, but yeah. you're, you're good, Kathy. <laughs> go, go ahead, Kathy. All righty. So Loaves and Fishes is on the first and third Saturday of every month at First Presbyterian Church, and it's an event that is made possible by the generosity of the community. So most of the food for the meal comes from the Cash Food Pantry or the LDS Bishop's Storehouse, And then it's community members that provide the people power to prepare the meal, to serve the meal, to clean up after the meal. So it's just a great opportunity for people to get together. Uh, It's the social event of the week for a lot of our guests. Yeah, I've had the good fortune of being involved in this. Uh, Go in and, uh, and, and help and sit with people as they and eat with them, right? It's a wonderful, wonderful experience. It's just as important as preparing and serving the meal is sitting down and getting to know the members of our community. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's somebody's birthday. Sometimes uh, somebody just needs uh, a listening ear, and we get to talk with each other around a common table. Well, as you know, Kathy, Loaves and Fishes has a huge spot in my heart. Um, Can you tell us about the upcoming sign-up so people can come and get more involved with this? Yes, there are two ways for people to become involved. On Wednesday, October 9th at St. John's Episcopal Church at 7 p.m., we will have our annual meeting. So on that Wednesday night, October 9th, groups can come, find out more about us, and then sign up for one of the weekends, again, the first and third Saturday of every month, 
for next year, for 2020. Um, another way, if we've got just a family group, they can help with our turkey feast. And the turkey feast will be on the second Saturday of November. That's the 16th. And so a family member, family group, um, or small organization can uh, volunteer to help with that. We usually serve more than 400 meals for the turkey feast, so we need lots of help. I think you you said the second Saturday, but I think you meant the second meal of the month, so it's still the third Saturday of November. The third Saturday, thank you, yes. On November 16th is the turkey feast. Uh, for individual small groups to volunteer. And then on Wednesday, uh, October 9th, is the annual meeting for larger groups. Could be faith communities, could be uh, university uh, groups, uh, could be business organizations. So if they'd like to help with the thanks, with the turkey slash Thanksgiving meal, what is the best way for them to reach someone at Loaves and Fishes? Uh, the best way to do that is to go to our website, which is Logan Loaves and Fishes. That's all spelled out. dot org. Logan Loaves and Fishes. dot org, and you can sign up there. That's wonderful. Well, you do a lot of good. Thank you so much. Thank you both. That's uh, Kathy from Loaves and Fishes. Uh, and uh, waiting on the line is Randall Bagley. He's uh, talking about agribility of Utah. Randall, uh, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you, Tom. Appreciate the opportunity to talk about agribility. Uh, this I happen to know a little bit about it. Tell us what uh, tell us what agribility is. Yes, uh, agribility. It's a program that's funded through the United States Department of Agriculture, and it helps farmers and ranchers that have any type of uh, health condition remain in agriculture. And the way our program works is we partner with Utah State University Extension. And we help farmers, ranchers, and any family members that have any type of disability, anything like arthritis, back injury, uh, uh, back problems, strokes, any of those things. And we will work with them. All of our services are free, and we'll help them with assistive technology. And that would be things like livestock handling device. It could be as simple as adding an extra step onto their tractor, make it so they can get up into the cab, um, lifts, uh, irrigation equipment, uh, tractor seating, anything that makes it uh, so that they can continue to farm and ranch. And uh, you uh, you do help a lot of people, understand, that uh, surprising numbers of uh, farmers can continue to, to farm. Yeah, right now we get cover the whole state of Utah, and we're currently working with about 70 individuals. Uh, since the program started uh, back in 1998 here in Utah, we've been able to help over 300 people here. And so it's a good program. We've got resource facilitators that do a great job. Uh, we cover the whole state, and it's a good program. Uh, how can uh, people help? The main thing they can help is just uh, let their neighbors and family and friends uh, be aware of the program. If they know of anyone that's in agriculture that could use our assistance, uh, uh, have them Google uh, Agribility of Utah. They could also call. Our number is 435-797-0350. Uh, so give us the number again. 435-797-0350. And, of course, as you said, you can Google Agribility. Yep. Uh-huh. We've got a website. We've got, uh, yeah, there's several ways that they can contact and get a hold of us. Well, great work there. Uh, Randall Bagley with Agribility of Utah. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Well, Amy, maybe uh, anybody else you'd like to mention before we go to break? We've we've had a a great run of calls there, and uh, we'll invite people to to call as we go through the hour. uh, So um, the Cash Cash County Senior Center has insurance um, program available for people. Right now it's open enrollment for Medicare, which many times people have questions about whether or not they should switch what they should do. Should they keep their traditional Medicare? Should they look at a MedAdvantage plan? So in conjunction with um, Darren Nuorda, who is actually an independent advisor, there's going to be a seminar this Wednesday, October 2nd at 3.30, talking about open enrollment and giving people information on that. So Darren will be there along with the 
SHIP counselors, the state health insurance program counselors from the senior center. Um, again, Wednesday, October 2nd at 3.30. It's going to be held actually at Sunshine Terrace in our great room. But if people do have questions about what does it mean to uh, between the different plans, uh, what questions they might have, they can come and get access to those counselors on Wednesday. So we are looking for you to spotlight your favorite individual or nonprofit doing good in your community. We've heard a lot of folks from uh, northern Utah. We'd love to hear from you if you're in uh, St. George or... Uh, uh, you know, Milford, Vernal. Where the weather's a little bit nicer yeah, yeah, today. <laughs> that's right. Boy, after our 48-hour rainstorm here, um, some flooded basements, I'm sure. Uh, 800-826-1495 is the number. would love to uh, give you a few minutes to spotlight your favorite individual or nonprofit doing good. 800-826-1495 or upraxcess at gmail.com. Upraxcess at gmail.com. Before we go to break, Amy, I, I wonder, I mean, you, you worked in nonprofits, right? Uh, made that your life. Um, uh, it's A program like this is just a shot in the arm to me. I don't know if you feel the same way to just because the news is pretty depressing. It is. It is. And to hear about all the good that's done and just the fact that, you know, like Peggy called in, just people who keep their eyes open, see the need and step in to do something is pretty remarkable. I mean, that's that's what I've always valued about living here in Cache Valley is that innate desire to help one another, to to lift each other up, to really be a community of support. And yes, the news today can be very depressing. So it is it's great to hear about all these people who are, are willing to help out and reach out to their neighbors. I guess the other factor that I feel sometimes is I'm powerless. You know, I can't control the news. <laughs> but but in <laughs> essence Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but in essence, uh, you know, we can control what happens in our communities. You know, jump into action, do some good, right? Do some good, absolutely. And it's and it's easy. And you know, I think as we've heard, there's so many different programs available. Whether you have 15 minutes or 15 hours, there's always an opportunity to to reach out and do something for someone else. And I know, as as Kathy mentioned, we we gain more often than we feel like we're giving when we when we reach out and do something because we get the benefit of those relationships and. You know, the opportunity to get to know somebody else, thats I think that's what human human nature is all about. It's that interconnectivity. It's its finding that common ground with somebody else. Yeah, certainly true. Uh, so uh, if you just joined us, we are doing a nonprofit spotlight. We do this periodically. Uh, we are giving you some space, some, a little bit of time on the radio uh, to uh, highlight your favorite nonprofit or individual doing good in, in your community, uh, wherever you are. Uh, you can email us to upraxcess at gmail.com, or you can call us, 800-826-1495. And we have Amy Anderson with us, uh, who is uh, with the Sunshine Terrace Foundation. She's Director of Outreach there and Spiritual Counselor for Sunshine Hospice in Logan. More following this break. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible by our members. And Logan City Environmental Department and Utah Public Radio encouraging all Cache County residents to have a hashtag bag plan, committing to choose reusable bags and use plastic bags responsibly. Information at bagplan.loganutah.org. Hi, I'm Steve Williams, host of Jazz Time here on Utah Public Radio. I hope you'll join me Sunday evenings for a journey through the world of jazz music. From ragtime to bop, from Havana to Logan, Utah. Tune in for a bit of history, commentary, the occasional interview, and of course, all that jazz. Jazz time, Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock on Utah Public Radio. Are you looking for a way to make your nonprofit organization more visible to our statewide community? Utah Public Radio's community calendar highlights events across the state including music concerts, live theater, classes, workshops, art shows, lectures, festivals, volunteer opportunities, and much, much more. Just check out upr.org and head to our community calendar page. There you'll find our user-friendly submission link and the submission guidelines. Thanks for listening to Access U-Time. Tom Williams. 
We're heartened by all the good being done in our communities. Dedicated individuals and nonprofits are working hard uh, to meet the needs in our communities. Sometimes they don't get the recognition they deserve. Maybe you are looking for someplace to get connected with service. Uh, so we're opening the phone lines today, uh, email and Twitter to give you that opportunity. Here's how you reach us to shine a spotlight on your favorite to nonprofit or individual uh, doing good. Uh, you can reach us at upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com, or you can call us 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. We have Amy Anderson with us uh, uh, with Sunshine Terrace uh, Foundation. And we have uh, a few uh, emails. I want to get to these. This is from Alyssa. She says, hello, I'm with the Grand Families Program at Children's Service Society of Utah. Children's Service Society is Utah's oldest nonprofit child welfare agency in the state of Utah, opening its doors in 1884 as a day nursery. Since that time, many of the of Utah's child welfare needs have been met through the Children's Service Society, including the growing need for kinship support for grandparents and other caregivers raising a relative's child due to abuse, neglect, or abandonment of their parents. Grand Families recently opened its doors to our fourth location in Utah, the Cache Valley. Offering support to kinship families, Grand Families is available to assist in various ways, including support groups for caregivers, adolescents and children, resource and referral for guardianships, insurance, financial assistance, child care, etc., therapeutic services, family mediation, and more. We'd love to spread the word to those living near or in the Cache County. So it's Grand Families Program at the Children's Service Society of Utah. And uh, let's see the website, uh, cssutah.org, cssutah.org. Uh, so that's a, that's a great program. It sounds like it. And, and it is true. There's many um, individuals here in our community that are raising their grandchildren or nieces or nephews. So for them to have those resources, I would presume, is going to be very important. Uh, let's see. So let me read one more email here, and, and then uh, maybe you have a couple more uh, Amy, uh, so this we received an email. Um, uh, let's see, it says, Good morning. I was told about the upcoming show on nonprofits. I wanted to submit one that I work for and the work we do here in Logan, Utah. The Allen and Alice Stokes Nature Center is a nonprofit nature center established in 1997 with the vision that people of all ages can appreciate and be stewards of our natural world. We seek to provide nature education and outdoor exploration opportunities for all people. This includes running Cache Valley's only nature preschool dynamic outdoor-centric summer camps and school programs for kids, canyon jams, free canyon conversation courses, and special events for the whole family, and adult learning adventure opportunities throughout the year. We have not one but three exciting events coming up. Our last Canyon Jams concert for 2019 will be on October 26th at our Nature Center and features the band Mama Longlegs. They're, that's a good band. They're a local um, band, yeah. Yeah. Our annual Light Up the Night Gala is on November 9th. This is our primary fundraiser. It goes to support all of our programming and operations for the year. Everyone is welcome. It will include a live and silent auction as well as dinner. And on December 6th, we're offering our winter wreath making from 6 to 8 p.m. We already have a lot on the calendar to get people excited to be outdoors in 2020, including Beaver Mountain Tailgate and Earth Day Soiree. Details about all of these and more, including tickets, can be found at LoganNature.org. 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 Thank you for the opportunity to spread the word about this important work. Please uh, let me know any questions you have. Uh, no questions, Kendra. That's Kendra. Uh, just appreciate you emailing in. So, again, uh, uh, anything about uh, Stokes Nature Center, which is uh, just up Logan Canyon, wonderful services they provide, LoganNature.org. So one other organization I, that I think people don't always recognize as a nonprofit is the Women in Business organization here in Cache Valley. Um, it provides an opportunity for business and professional women to network, but their primary purpose is to raise funds to provide scholarships for women who otherwise could not afford to get an education. They provide scholarships at Utah State, at Stevens-Henniger, and at Bridgerland. Um, and they meet every second Tuesday of the month at 1155 at various locations throughout our community. So if people are interested in learning more about that, they can go to wib.usu.edu to learn more. They are holding their annual scholarship auction this coming Tuesday. Um, and I guess that's the 
eighth. I don't have my calendar in front of me right now, <laughs> so not this to not tomorrow, yeah, but in I a week. I believe it is the eighth. Okay, yeah. um, and that'll be at River Woods at eleven thirty. Um, so if anyone's interested in learning more, again, Women in Business is one of the other great nonprofits here that helps promote um, education. Their scholarships go to women from the age of 18 up into the age of 50, as women sometimes have to reenter the workforce and need uh, additional education. So look for that. Uh, we do have Gary Wilkinson on the line. Uh, Amy, do you want to introduce Gary? I would love to introduce Gary. Um, so Gary has agreed to help us with an event that Cash Community Connections is um, holding this coming um, month. I don't know if people are aware of CCC, but it is a group of interfaith, religious, and civic leaders that came together in the wake of September 11th in 2001. There's representation from a variety of different churches, from um, our city, from other area um, city organizations, but they, they really are focused on helping to build community and provide services um, that can help all of us rise to be the best um, community members that we can. And um, this year on Friday, no, October 11th, um, Gary Wilkerson has agreed to come and speak to us. So thank you so much, Gary, for joining us today and for coming up to Logan next week. Yeah, thanks for having me. So people... people... I, I actually live in Logan, so it's... it's oh, you live in Logan. Okay, great. Right. Right. What was that? Sorry. Uh, I was I was saying great. Uh, good to know that. So people will recognize your name, uh, Aggie basketball great, right? Yeah. And uh, I, pe- I don't know if great, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you great. Um, so after uh, after here, you uh, you went to law school. I imagine I, I I read. Yeah. So I after after Utah State, I played professional basketball for five years in uh, South Korea, Greece, Estonia three years in New Zealand and Puerto Rico, and uh, then kind of wanted to make life a bit more challenging for me and my family, so decided to go to law school. Yeah. And how did that work out? Did it make it more challenging? <laughs> oh, without question, it's more challenging, but I, to me, this profession is uh, m- much more rewarding. So uh, I'm, I, I'm a firm believer in making your passion your profession, and, and that's kind of what I've done, and I've enjoyed I haven't looked back, to be honest. And now you're with uh, um, Cash Valley Bank. Well, yeah. So I'm actually finishing up a, a clerkship for the United States Federal District Court. Today is my last day, and oh. I'll start with Cash Valley Bank tomorrow. Oh, go oh, great. Wonderful. Well, that's a great yeah. organization. Uh, so you're, you're going to uh, you're going to be the, the keynote speaker here. What, uh, what kinds of things are you, are you going to say? So, uh, you know, in keeping in line with, community connections and, and trying to just um, find ways to, to connect as a community and, and, you know, share some of my past experiences to, to help people understand that no matter, you know, the, the tragedies that you've experienced in your past, whether they're self-inflicted or whether they're inflicted by others, you have the ability to kind of rise above that, that you have the ability to be resilient and you can use those, those tragedies to be a catalyst to accomplish better and greater things. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, so you will be talking about resilience, and that's, I think, uh, a hot topic these days. Today's world getting yeah. harder and harder. It is, and I think yeah. um, one of the one of the things that we're hoping to, to do is to reach individuals with families as well as, you know, many of us as we age, we we have that experience to see that failure can be a foundation for success. But for many of the young people in this in this community, um, they really struggle with that. They often see failure as the end of the road. And so, um, Gary, we really appreciate the fact that you're going to come and speak to that and, you know, really inspire people um, with hope. Right. And, and I think sometimes people look at the end result and they don't, they don't oftentimes get the whole picture. Like they may look at the situation where I've, you know, played basketball at Utah State, played professional basketball, went to law school, and, and then see those things. But it's really the preceding events. Like I was a drug addicted high school dropout that never played one minute of high school basketball. And you know, I through a series of poor decisions, I had lost a friend to suicide, and those things had a tremendous impact on my life. And, and realizing that, hey, like those things are going to happen, you know, whether it's that or other circumstances. And 
if you can just find a way to to dig deep and, and look at those circumstances as they are, not not deflect the pain or the, the challenge that they bring, but realize that finding your way through that is a process that's going to help you to cultivate the characteristics that are going to allow you to move forward, to be successful, and accomplish, and to be happy ultimately, and to accomplish things that you want to accomplish in life. So, uh, Gary, how did you? What what were the characteristics? What what how did how did you change your life around? Well, one of I mean, it, first and foremost, my you know my faith, my relationship with God was was a foundational piece. But uh, to to go along with that, realizing like take, starting to take responsibility for my own actions, and and finding a place to where I can start to take control and take responsibility. Um, was a huge portion of that. And it's extremely difficult because, and I, and I, speaking to the youth, like it's really hard to be introspective as a youth and, and to, to kind of ask yourself some challenging and deep questions about your choices and your decisions and whether, where they're ultimately going to lead you. Um, but for me, it was taking responsibility and then starting to make the sacrifices um, that were necessary to bring myself back in line with what my goals had always been is what I wanted to accomplish in life. And so, um, so goal setting, taking responsibility, making sacrifices, all of those things were, were kind of my foundations for change and for resilience. Well, wonderful. Uh, Gary Wilkinson, a former uh, Aggie basketball player, uh, uh, the last day of your clerkship and you're then heading over to Cash Valley Bank. Uh, Gary Wilkinson will be speaking on resilience, failure is foundation for success, uh, that's Friday, October 11th, 7 p.m., Mount Logan Middle School, and uh, that's presented by Cash Community Connections. And, Gary, thank you so much for continuing to give back to our community. I think you are an example of why volunteerism continues to be important um, to everybody here to be able to share uh, what you've learned and what you've garnered through your life and to be willing to share that with our community. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, you can uh, email us to upraccess at gmail.com. We are a shining spotlight on your favorite nonprofit or individual doing good in our community. What's next in your list? So Thomas? I have an organization um, that I have um, learned about from a fo- former coworker. It's the International Rescue Committee. They are located down in Salt Lake City, and they are currently in the midst of their warm welcome winter clothing drive. You know, many times refugees from um, warm weather communities are arriving here with not very much besides the clothes on their back, and they're not used to these cold, blustery, actually, I guess now we can say September days. So if somebody is um, interested in helping them, they're located at 221 South, 400 West, um, in Salt Lake City. They have some other great programs. They've implemented a community gardening program down there in Salt Lake called New Roots. So if you're interested in learning more about how you can volunteer to help uh, be part of that welcoming community down in the Salt Lake Valley, their phone number is 801-328-1091. Um, and again, that's a, it's an organization that's worldwide. It's been around for 85 years, but um, that's their contact information for those of you in the Salt Lake Valley. Okay, great. Uh, let's see. Next up, I uh, want to uh, get a few more of these emails in. Um, we got an email from Julie uh, talking about uh, the UCC Urban Community Farm. Uh, here's what she says. The UCC UCF, or Urban Community Farm, trains individuals in seasonal agricultural production. By partnering with a variety of community organizations, the UCC UCF, or Urban Community Farm, successfully donates thousands of pounds of fresh seasonal crops to low-income and food-insecure community throughout the year. The project strives to increase participation in civic agriculture, train individuals in sustainable seasonal agriculture production, improve self-reliance and home gardening skills, and improve healthy food access for the community. Just this summer, the UCC Urban Community Farm donated over 4,000 pounds of fresh produce to a variety of local organizations. The unprecedented year-round production of fresh, healthy produce makes Utah State's UCC Urban Community Farm a model example for other projects looking to establish thorough food recovery system, all while emphasizing the importance of fresh, healthy food year-round. Those interested in volunteering can contact the farm at uh, uccucf at gmail.com. That's uccucf at gmail.com, uccucf at gmail.com. That's the uh, Utah State University's UCC Urban Community Farm. 
So that's uh, that's a great. Yeah, they're located just up uh, off Canyon Road, just above Herms, where the ropes course is. So oh, if you oh, want to go wonderful. check them out, you can see all of their greenhouses and all of the good work that they do. Uh, so yeah, that's I've had an opportunity to go over there and, and help. Uh, pick, I took a cute connections class out there. We we uh, weeded. And then they uh, they led us to the berry patch and let us pick and eat. Oh my gosh, that was nice. That was really nice. Um, so the next up is uh, Katie from English Language Center of Cache Valley. Um, she says, "Thank you so much for bringing attention to nonprofit organizations in our valley. This is greatly appreciated. I've attached some information about our English Language Center of Cache Valley. Please let us know if you need anything else. The website is elc-cv." Uh, dot org, elc-cv.org. You can reach Katie at 435-881-4477, 435-881-4477. Uh, so the English Language Center of Cache Valley teaches English, basic life skills, U.S. citizenship, preparation, and employment education to adult speakers of other languages. These services act as a catalyst for real education-based uh, change, leading to opportunities for individual and community prosperity, self-sufficiency, and cultural integration. And I know several people that are volunteer teachers there, so if that's something, that's a way you can help the ELC is contact them if you're interested in um, helping with their, their classes. They offer them a lot of them in the evenings. Uh, you don't need to be a professional teacher. They will give you the tools you need to help somebody learn English as a second language. It's uh, another great way that we can give back to those newer, newer faces in our community. Once again, that's English Language Center of Cache Valley, and the website address is elc-cv.org, elc-cv.org. So thanks for uh, sending that in, uh, Katie. Uh, Next up is a wonderful organization, um, uh, uh, Judy. says, I want to introduce you to Julie uh, Nalube. She's managing director of Queen of Peace Junior uh, School in Mbale, Uganda. Um, and uh, Judy says, I'm the managing director of CME, that's with an extra E on the C, uh, Institute of Sustainable Education, Economics, and Engineers. We have built Queen of Peace Junior School in Mbali, Uganda. Judy's story is one of resilience. She contact, contracted polio at an early age. She uses a crutch to this day, lived with her grandmother until I believe seven, and she grew up in an orphanage and was the best student. Fast forward to today, managing director of a school in Uganda. And uh, this email originally went to Carrie Brinkhurst. We're doing a series coming up on resilience, and so you'll probably hear this story. But I wanted to highlight uh, See Me. Um, and uh, so the the uh, way you can uh, uh, contact See Me uh, is S-E-E-E-M-E dot org. See Me with an extra E, uh, me dot org is the website. And that is actually a Cash Valley-based organization. They've done fundraising and have built... Um, a school there. I know that they're in the process of trying to add on because the number of students there continues to grow. They just put in a sewage management system. They have a clean water system. So many of our Cache Valley neighbors are going over there, um, not only fundraising here, but going over there and helping to make sure that that school is built and can provide um, continued education, especially for young girls um, over in Uganda. You know, if you are part of a nonprofit organization here in the Valley, I want to make sure that you're aware of the Cash Interagency um, Council. It is a gathering of individuals involved with nonprofits and other civic groups that meets monthly. Um, Today actually is one of their mini conferences. It's today from 11 o'clock until 1 p.m. in the Logan City um, Conference Center. Um, They're having a roundtable. They're doing a lot of information on media and press releases. So if you are a nonprofit and you want to learn more about how to get the word out about the good that you do, um, please feel free to go to that. Um, Emily Malik, who works for the City of Logan, is the current chair. I don't have her her information handy right now, but um, you can contact Emily through Logan City and learn more about that. They meet, um, again, on Mondays once a month, um, and it's uh, free. They usually meet at Herms um, at noon. And, uh, again, great place to network and learn what other nonprofits in our valley are up to. Wonderful. Uh, before we uh, close, we only have about three minutes. I want to uh, make sure we mention Somebody's Attic, which is a wonderful organization. Uh, reading from their website, they're not just an average thrift store. It's what someone would call a second-hand store with a first-rate cause. They're founded in 1985. Uh, they're designed to generate funds to help local organizations fund abuse pre- 
prevention programs. It's a grassroots organization conceived and started by dedicated community leaders who saw a need and did something about it. So that's Somebody's Addicts, a thrift store, uh, provides uh, funds for abuse prevention programs. I think there are two now. There's one in Smithfield, I know. There is. So if you have extra items as you uh, get ready and do your fall cleaning, if I know many people do spring house cleaning. If you do fall, um, they're happy to take household goals, clothing. Um, you can drop them off at either one of their locations. Um, I shop there. They've got some great these are great things, and it's wonderful knowing that what you're purchasing is going to help uh, women and children in need here in our community. So somebody's attic. Uh, they're in Logan and Smithfield, so uh, definitely uh, ch- check them out. Uh, we have several emails. Amy, I'll try to get these in before oh the end gosh. of the program. <laughs> this is great, great response. Uh, next up um, is the Family Place. Um, so the Family Place was established in 1982 uh, in Logan, known as the Child and Family Support Center then. And uh, they um, provide uh, services, a, a safe shelter for children involved in crisis situations. They've ex- uh, uh, since expanded to meet the needs of all families in our community. Three locations, uh, Logan, Hiram, and Smithfield. And they have several events coming up. October 4th, Get to Know the Kids Place in Smithfield. October 7th, Hiram Harvest Carnival. And uh, you can check them out at the FamilyPlaceUtah.org, the FamilyPlaceUtah.org. Uh, I have a friend who's their clinical director there, so shout out to Reese, who, who <laughs> works there. And, and Esterly. Esterly, uh, they yeah. Do, they do great, great work there. Uh, let's see, trying to make sure I, I get all of these in. Uh, next up is Hillary, uh, who is with Bridgeland Audubon Society. Hillary says Bridgeland Audubon Society is a chapter of the National Audubon Society, the oldest conservation organization in the country. Bridgeland Audubon Society's mission is protecting nature of Utah for people and wildlife. You can help support local conservation and environmental education by participating in the October annual Wild Bird Seed Sale. This year, the Wild Bird Seed Sale includes an attractive black uh, Bridgeland Audubon Society tote bag option for your personal bag. Uh, she uh, gives us a picture here, and it is it does look attractive. The seed sale is a pre-order only deadline to place an order is October 22nd. Uh, so for more information, see the website, follow us on Facebook, or call 435-213-3668. And the website uh, is bridgelandaudubon.org. That's spelled A-U-D-U-B-O-N, bridgelandaudubon.org. So thanks, Hillary. Appreciate the good work uh, everyone does over there. Um, and I think we've heard, too, that it's not just our our funding that can help these organizations. It's our time. So... Really, I encourage all of you, if you do have a passion, you know, there's always going to be an organization that can use your skills um, and you can work towards something that is important to you as well. Uh, Next up is Cash Refugee and Immigrant Connection. It's wonderful. Anelda has uh, has emailed in. Uh, So Cash Refugee and Immigrant Connection, or CRIC, as we like to call it, they work alongside Cash Valley's refugee and immigrant community members to provide integration, connect people to great resources that exist here. They organize study groups for naturalization exam, and uh, she goes on to give a lot of the information there. I don't have time for that. Sorry about that, Nelda. But uh, Cash Refugee and Immigrant Connection, the the website is cashrefugees.org, cashrefugees.org, cashrefugees.org. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to uh, leave a couple, uh, just uh, very quickly here, um, and Gary emailed in, uh, and she's with Just Serve. Uh, so justserve.org, that's a clearinghouse for a lot of opportunities to, to serve. So justserve.org, a great website for inf- nonprofit organizations and volunteers. I think I've missed a couple more there, but we'll have to get them in at the beginning of tomorrow's program. Amy Anderson with Sunshine Ta- Terrace Foundation, thanks so much. For You're welcome, in. Tom. Always a pleasure to be here and hear about all the good that goes on in Cache Valley and around the state. And thanks for listening to Access Utah. This is Utah Public Radio, a statewide service of Utah State University and the College of Humanities and Social Sciences. KUSR Logan, KUSK Vernal, KUSL Richfield, KUST Moab, KCEU Price, and KUSU FM Logan. Also heard online at upr.org. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible by our members and Cash Arts presents Anne of Green Gables The Ballet, Monday, October 14th at 7.30 p.m. Ticket information at cashearts.org.